Wow, I have a remarkable entrepreneur for you today and it's on an area that we all want. How can we be more effective? You know, as we're growing our business, we nail our client experience, we know we can really serve our audience exceptionally well, but we don't have enough of them coming. And we hear about all these online marketing gurus that are generating client after client. Well, I have a remarkable entrepreneur who has 20 years of experience, you know, VP of marketing, online working with some of the largest companies out there, Discovery Channel, Time Warner uh, Cable, and a 1-800-PAC-RAC. And he is here today as a fellow entrepreneur to share his hard-learned insights of, you know, spending two to five million dollars every year online, what you can do to generate that steady stream of pre-qualified, pre-endorsed clients or customers. You don't wanna miss this. I'm John Bowen, you're at AES Nation, all about accelerating your success, and Josh Green will be joining us in a second to make sure it happens. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Josh, I am so excited to have you here. You and I met at Joe Polish's Genius Network meeting and uh, you had so many uh, good ideas of how you could help fellow entrepreneurs and particularly my own enlightened self-interest, how you could help me that I wanted to share with uh, our audience. But first of all, thank you, Josh, for joining us. Thanks for having me, John. It's great to be here. Well, you know, one of the things that's kind of funny, Josh, you know, the, there seems to be this bifurcation of there are uh, really kind of gurus that have grown up in the online marketing and there's corporate people and there aren't too many that cross over. So, I mean, tell a little bit of backstory of how you got to where you are today. You know, one, having the privilege of being, you know, uh, really a, a VP of marketing and, and particularly responsible on the online for some of these large companies. And then, and then really starting your own business to serve fellow entrepreneurs. How did this all come to be? Uh, well, that's that's funny. I, I more or less got drafted into it at the uh, beginning when I was right out of college. I had a technical background. Um, I actually did uh, a bit of consulting, but there was a limited market for internet marketing in Binghamton, New York in uh, 1996. Well, I got to stop you. I just uh, was in Binghamton. That's where I grew up. I don't know that we even talked about that. So. Oh, no kidding. So it's a good area to be from. Yeah. <laughs> no. But Josh, you're, so you're in Binghamton and it's not, it's not the... You know, they've, I don't think of that as the online marketing headquarters of the world. No, no, it wasn't. But uh, Time Warner Cable needed a market to test out what they called Roadrunner at the time, their high-speed product. And uh, I wound up working first for the cable system in Binghamton and then moving to their headquarters in Connecticut. Um, and and uh, originally I started out helping launch Roadrunner all around the country in different uh cable systems and uh along the way i got um uh drafted into being responsible for the for the website 
um, which uh, continued to grow. And, and along the way, we figured out how to market it. We figured out how to run it. We went through about four different departments till it wound up in things. So, uh, uh, you know, it was very interesting how it evolved. It went from how do you keep one of these sites up and running to how do you get people uh, to come to it? And that was really the start of uh, uh, how I got involved in online marketing. Now, and t tell me how you made the transition because, you know, you've worked with these major companies <laughs> and, you know, now you have your own company, you know, you're a fellow entrepreneur and you're, you're really helping other entrepreneurs take some of those hard learned lessons mm -hmm. uh, that you learned at the big companies so that they can really leverage their business and scale up. Yeah, it, it's always been um, a, a focus of what I've done professionally is sort of helping uh, the companies I'm at grow. I have uh, a lot of friends in, in a variety of industries and uh, it had gotten to sort of a critical mass where it was the right point um, to take some of that experience and, and leverage it across uh, a number of companies who could use the help um, in, in figuring out where they were online and what they could do to uh, to grow. Um, and, and I've heard on some of your uh, uh, previous podcasts, you know, the, the discussions about sometimes the challenge of finding that that trusted advisor when there's so many different things uh, that you can spend money on in the online space. So, um, well, and, and Josh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because what my experience is, you can spend a lot of money and not get results. And this is one of the reasons that we're both here today is we want to help fellow entrepreneurs get results and let, let me get set the stage a little bit because you know i i'm 61 i grew up in more you know traditional marketing mm -hmm. and, and in financial services and and uh, one of the reasons i joined genius network with joe polish was after 2008 2009 that big downturn i i wanted to have a, a conversation direct with my clients uh, prior to that I, a really great relationship marketing with the big financial firms but i wanted to also be able to talk to financial advisors and uh, i'll tell you it was really harder than i thought but once i started using the online that we're going to be talking about today and some of the things that you've really accelerated tremendously josh um you know it's just amazing what you can do you nail that client experience and then you can create the systems to really bring a steady stream of clients where, you know, marketing in my mind is just creating that environment to start the sales conversation. And boy, online, it's just so powerful. So, I'm, I mean, I'm really excited about this, Josh. Awesome. Yeah, there's, there's just a ton of opportunity there. Well, let, let's just go big picture first. I mean, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got some notes here and I'm looking at it and I'm saying, you know, one of the things, we're going to have, um, you know, fellow entrepreneurs listening to us today who I ha have a lot of experience online. But I, I got to tell you, most of the guys I know, even some of the online people aren't really, they're not having the numbers that they'd like to have. And, you know, why don't we go big picture? How, how you know, as somebody starting to think about really, you know, scaling up their business and using online strategies, you know, how can they help attract, you know, the right clients, those potential clients, prospects online? How should they be thinking about that, Josh? Well, one of the nice things about online is, is you can sort of view it 
as a supermarket and that you want to take up the shelf space that the people are going to be looking at. If you're, uh, you know, a manufacturing company, you want to make sure you're appearing in that aisle where people who need uh, your information are going to appear. Um, and, and the nice thing about online and, and one of the overlooked things is just the ability to track so much of what you're doing. Um, and that provides just a huge opportunity. And, and I think um, corporate marketing has gotten fairly good about figuring out the ROI of their online investments and also tracking it um, all the way through. So you know when you put something out there what the results you're getting are. And I think that's one of the big opportunities um, for entrepreneurs is, is really to either make sure that's there when they're starting out or if like you, they're, they're trying to understand what happens with their online spend. Um, a lot of times you can be a lot, uh, a lot more dialed into what's happening, which is one of the huge opportunities. Well, what, what I like, and I think there's two parts what you shared that are just so important, Josh, is one with online. I mean, I can get in front of the right prospective clients, yep. you know, instead of so often it was noisy out there and it's well, it's noisy online, but I can at least know I'm in front of now, whether they click or, you know, open and all these other things, we can talk about that. But then the, the second part, I just before, you know, uh, us getting together, I had a meeting with uh, a couple of members of my team and we were going over the data for the last 12 months of our newsletter and looking <laughs> exactly, you know, all the statistics, including all the way down to the revenue it specifically generated that were directly attributed to it. And, 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 what, and then what subjects really resonated with the right prospective clients that we want. And you know, I have 100,000 advisors going to that newsletter that we were reviewing. And it's, it's just amazing when you start thinking about it, the detail that we can have, Josh, from doing this. Yeah, I mean, it, it uh, you know, the way that, that you've got that set up is the way to do it, because now you can continue to refine and build off the things that are successful um, and, and see which things, you know, aren't resonating with your audience. And then at the top of that process, you can get in front of people who should be getting your newsletter with a very specific message so that, you know, you're going to be getting the right people. Um, and that's one of the things that's maybe sometimes overlooked is in addition to getting in front of people, um, you can exclude uh, the people you don't want to see that message. Um, you know, I, I've seen uh, a number of clients have good results just when they start excluding the word jobs from many of the campaigns they're running. They get rid of job seekers as opposed to potential clients and their ROI improves just from that. Yeah, I mean, it's this is you know, one of the things I love about the digital marketing because I have a, a pretty good sized marketing team and, <laughs> you know, I'll ask them, you know, we'd get it. It used to be we'd get in these great debates of, you know, geez, I think this will work or, <laughs> you know, that will work. And now it's like there's none of that debate anymore. Is it test it? OK, test it. Yeah. Put it in front of X number, you know, get the statistics and we'll see, who, you know, whether it makes sense or not. And it, And it's just. 
everybody really enjoys it more because it's now so much fact based. But I, I want to go. I want to switch gears just for a second because this, you know, one one of the things that every one of us as fellow entrepreneurs, what we're looking to do is we're looking to build our credibility. I mean, in today's world, that. You know, if somebody's considering working with you, I don't care whether you're selling widgets or whether you're you know, a really high-end professional service consulting group, uh, they want to know that you exist. And the, the first thing they're going to do, uh, there's all kinds of research, 92, 97, whoever, it's well over 90%, whoever study you want to look at, but they're going to Google you or they're going to Yahoo you and that. And, and one of the things, Josh, you and I got talking at the last meeting uh, we were together about Wikipedia. And, and you know, I got to tell you, I, like many fellow entrepreneurs, you know, love it for looking up things, <laughs> but are oftentimes frustrated. I haven't been able to use it to my advantage as much as I'd like. Uh, why don't you talk about how you're seeing entrepreneurs using Wikipedia from a credibility standpoint effectively. Yeah, and, and I think um, that that's one of the opportunities with Wikipedia is people are used to it as a resource, but maybe view it as a typical encyclopedia with everything set in stone. Um, but that's not the case. Wikipedia is edited by a collection of tens of thousands of volunteer editors. And there's an opportunity for people who uh, meet Wikipedia, Wikipedia's criteria uh, for notability to be included in that. And um, as you've seen uh, yourself, usually Wikipedia ranks in the top three search results for, uh, for most people's names. And it also populates the top right side of Google for those results. So, if you are in Wikipedia, that can be pretty powerful in terms of um, shaping, uh, you know, your your uh, your Google results when someone's looking you up. Well, and, you know, one of the things that both Wikipedia, LinkedIn, and there's a couple other sites, but those are the two big powerful sites that if you're you've got a presence there, that you're going to show up, and uh, you know, it's a great opportunity, but. You know, uh, so many of the entrepreneurs, including myself, I, I one time hired a consultant, Josh, to go ahead and uh, uh, you know, put me on Wikipedia yeah. and felt that you know, I've written 17 books. I've had some success going full cycle on businesses. Yeah. And I think I'm an interesting guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's always the old line. Our favorite person is me type thing. But. Yeah. Um, I really, you know, it wasn't the ego to get it out, but I wanted it for search engine, for the marketing mm -hmm. we're doing, for the credibility of some of the books we're re releasing. Uh, Josh, how do, you know, my fellow entrepreneurs, you know, kind of overcome that challenge of, geez, you put something out there and then, you know, um, there's all these other editors, uh, put mm -hmm. in quotes, editors from Wikipedia because, you know, they and they don't think that it's um, it's too commercial, let's say, and they take it down. Um, how, how do they overcome that? Yeah, um, a large part of it is understanding the rules that, that Wikipedia tends to be governed by. Um, and, and the the couple of things that that tend to 
um, trip up entrepreneurs if they're working with a, uh, with a consultant. The, the two things that come to mind immediately are Wikipedia is designed to be an encyclopedia. So it's important to have sort of that kind of tone or a neutral tone. My, uh, my general advice is to take the adjectives out. You know, it, it, you're, you're, unless you can prove you're definitively the best, you, you, you know, that's going to get, you know, deleted. Um, there's a certain criteria for notability in terms of being uh, covered in, in different media or having articles written about you, um, which is manageable uh, for just about anyone who's going to have had the level of success most of your listeners will have had. But the other key thing that, that I think gets overlooked is just you have to monitor that page. Um, one of the most frustrating things about Wikipedia is any page can be nominated for deletion at any time, um, which um, business people pages tend to be uh, have less attention paid to them. So that that's usually a week period at one week long where people who are editors can comment on that page in terms of whether it should be deleted or not. And what I saw with a, a few people at, at uh, Joe's gathering is just no one had responded positively um, when that happens. It's, it's not unusual that it happens, but uh, the key is making sure that someone's paying attention. Um, and, and so a critical thing is if you engage someone uh, to set up a page for you, you would want to make sure you're you're monitoring it and keeping an eye on it or, or they are really um, because if you, if you don't defend a page, it'll often get taken down. Um, so that's, that's maybe the second thing that uh, is worth keeping an eye out for is it, it tends to be an ongoing process. So if it gets treated as a one-off, that's where it can sometimes get problematic. Yeah, and I, I think that was the mistake that I made. And that's one of the reasons when you and I were talking and I go, geez, Josh, I, you know, this is kind of a duh moment <laughs> type yeah. thing that, you know, you, you go ahead and you, you put some work in and you, you create, you know, what you think will be some great content for Wikipedia for all the right reasons. But then you go off. Most of us as business, okay, we check that off and it's done. <laughs> and the reality is it's an ongoing value. It's an asset. And it's very likely just because of the structure of how it's created that somebody's going to say, hey, you know, put it up, nominate it for deletion. And it's really important to have that ongoing. So, I mean, that was a big takeaway in our conversation and, yeah. you know, and us working together. But let me go big picture again, because, I mean, you mm -hmm. spent a lot of money. Um, on marketing, online marketing. And, you know, what are some of the, the, the top, I, I don't know if I want to call them strategies, tactics, or tricks, you know, that, you know, our fellow entrepreneurs should be looking at, Josh? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just jotting down a couple of things that uh, I want to make sure that I cover. And, and I've got sort of three that if you have a substantial uh, marketing spend, you really want to make sure um you're locked in and have those dialed in to make sure things are as effective as possible um one is the analytics um it's it's surprising to me how many 
uh, people will set up a pay-per-click campaign and not really be able to track the results they're getting. Um, at that point, you've sort of recreated the old newspaper paradigm. You're spending a bunch of money and you're trying to figure out if you're getting any results, which, um, you know, is, is not ideal if they're tools to track things. Um, well, let me stop you there, because I, yeah. I think this is one of the most important ones. Um, what I like, Josh, that has just been so powerful for me and I know for so many of my fellow entrepreneurs uh, that you consult with too, is just, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. I mean, this is the one nice thing about online. You can test things. And then if you have the analytics, you know, the marketplace will tell you really quickly yeah. whether it's working or not. Absolutely. And and why not take advantage of that? I mean, there's, there's, if you don't have to spend $5,000, but can spend fifty. Why not do that and find out if you've got a winner? And then when you have that winner scale up, but let's, yep. what's number two? You said you had three. Yeah, uh, the second one is is retargeting, which um, for those of your listeners who aren't familiar, um, so if you, John, go to Amazon, you look at a, a nice pair of shoes that you might wanna get, and then you're gonna see those shoes everywhere you go on the internet. That's retargeting. And you can do that for your business, no matter how big or small you are. If you've got a website, you can put some code on your site and then you can start showing your message to people all those same places as they browse the Internet. You can set it up using Google's network and Facebook's network. And gosh, I've got some some B2B clients where you can spend five to ten dollars a day and you'd just be stunned by the reaction you get in terms of people who are saying, hey, I see you everywhere, which is really what you want to have happen. Oh, I, I remember the first time I noticed it was <laughs> a guy, Frank Kern, who's a big yep. Internet marketer, did this retargeting. And I looked and I go, my God, how big a budget does he have? Yeah, because uh, it was showing up all the time in the CNN and New York Times and. You know, he's mm -hmm. participating in some of the display networks as well as Facebook. And and I know Frank and I just asked him and it's like, wow. And I began experimenting with it, Josh, about a year mm -hmm. ago. And I don't know why I waited that long because what's so powerful is if somebody's checking out a certain part of your website or a message or a download, you can really use retargeting uh, and put ads in front of them to complete the tasks that they started. So they were at least thinking about it, you know, like you're mm -hmm. thinking about the shoes on Amazon. In our case, they might be thinking about the complimentary meeting that we offered. We know they're qualified. Well, I'm going to follow them around for a while. And I'm, I'm so excited about retargeting. You know, as I was saying, the return on investment has been so great. I mean, why don't you give us a little bit of how you see your fellow entrepreneurs really using this well, Josh? Yeah. Um, so I'd say the, the first level is, is just setting up retargeting so that anyone who comes to your site gets that pixel dropped and then you're running ads through either Google, Facebook, or one of the other networks that are out there. Most people start with Google or Facebook for retargeting. Then you have a number of levels that can really improve those results even more. Um, the first is testing, um, trying out different images, different messaging to see what um, 
results you're going to get, you can oftentimes have a fairly high frequency. So there's room uh, for a couple different creatives to, to change it up a little bit in terms of the uh, messaging potential customers and clients are getting. So that's that's maybe the first level. Well, let me, um, I wanted to stop you for a second, Josh, because I mean, I think this is important. What, what so often we get caught up in images, whether it's, you know, I'm promoting in essence myself or some you know, specific thing and we think that image is going to work. And this is where, you know, the testing as you're talking about just makes a huge difference because so many times the image I picked <laughs> wasn't the right one. Right. Yeah. And, and the nice thing is you're, you're uh, no longer constrained by what the, uh, the person with the, uh, the, the biggest title in the room thinks. You can test a variety of things and uh, it's just uh, math based uh, and, and you can see what's resonating actually with your customers. And um, that, that's really powerful, um, if nothing else, for team morale. Um, and then also you get the results along with it. Um, and then you can retarget based on specific parts of your site. So you may offer, uh, you know, say a mastermind group, you might offer, uh, you know, transportation, you might have jobs available and you can retarget people based on what section of the site they're on. So, um, you know, I have some clients who are in the logistics business. They really want to target those people looking for jobs. Uh, you know, truck drivers are almost impossible to find. Um, but then I also have B2B clients who only want to retarget people who are reading about the product they're offering. So um, that kind of focus can also be uh, really powerful. Um, and then sort of the, the uh, you know, ultimate level is when you start um, pulling people from some other sites like LinkedIn uh, onto your site where you can retarget them or using your email list to retarget them. So people um, get your message sometimes even if they've never been to your website. There are all sorts of uh, new and, and different technologies that are coming out to help enable that now. Yeah, no, that was one of the things I didn't know that you could do, Josh, and I've, I'm doing it on some of my emails now mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, I can be very target because I'll know exactly the ideal client that I can best serve. I mean, this is one yeah. of the things that I love about retargeting and because it, it's really serving the end user. I mean, you know, sometimes we think we're, you know, marketing, there's no privacy, and the answer is there is no privacy, but... But what we can do is we can put offers in front of you, you know, your, you can for your particular clients or customers that are really valuable to them. And that, you know, I mean, and one of the reasons why there's such a high return on investment is because we can match up so well using this technology. Right. And, and you know, after a while, you've got the right message for the right person um that moves out of the intrusive into the useful um which is your your ideal outcome no great now josh we we said there were three so we went over <laughs> analytics to really you know just i mean collecting the data becomes invaluable over time because we're constantly learning lessons retargeting it's not that you know they come and they're gone we can follow them along and 
you know, have a campaign beyond just simply an email campaign or a direct mail campaign, we can follow along in the, you know, using the display networks or Facebook and retarget and put, you know, in essence, ads in front of them. What, what was the third thing that you saw and, you know, as you were spending all this money that was really working for the large firms? Yeah, and, and that was really just one of the basics, their, their email campaigns. And it's uh, sometimes easy to overlook the care and feeding of, of your list or making sure that your website is, is optimized to get new people onto the list. But um, almost in every case, it's the lowest cost uh, channel for acquisitions. So, um, you know, that's something that's sometimes easy to overlook or assume that people are going to make their way onto your uh, list, but really putting time into that um, can pay off in a big way just because it gives you the opportunity uh, to reach out and talk to people on a, a weekly or a monthly basis. So that's one that, that you don't want to overlook. And before um, you start spending much money in terms of um, driving traffic, you want to make sure that you're going to capture as many people onto that list as you can. I mean, I, I love email marketing and the campaigns because, you know, once you have someone and you've got to deliver value and, you know, ideally yeah. results in advance and, and people aren't looking for, you know, the, you can't start the conversation sending them a 500 page book. You've got to really kind of piecemeal it out. But boy, when you build that relationship and you're helping them be successful, you know, all of this comes together and you can create that steady stream of new clients coming to you. And, and it's just, you know, lifetime value in so many of our businesses yeah. is so high. But the, the biggest cost is oftentimes client acquisition. And this is where we can nurture them. And when they're ready for us, they're there. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just huge. So, um, you know, anything you can do to, to, you know, knock down that cost of um, a new customer and also build that relationship. It also helps just keep that relationship strong is, is really important. Well, Josh, let me go to resources and I'm going to mm -hmm. pull up your website here and you've got this picture of you a little younger. Uh, <laughs> with the helmet on taking off and I think you're helping scaling up businesses. But why don't you mention a little bit about the resources you have there with the blog and the complimentary strategy session you have? Sure. Um, as people can see, the, the website is uh, themathergroupllc.com. Um, and we have a couple things. We have, uh, taking my own advice, a weekly newsletter that goes out with some of the more interesting stories that uh, people can sign up for. Um, we have a, a strategy session that you can sign up for, talking through what you're doing um, online for um, a half hour and uh, you know we have um, a couple other things that if, if people want to contact us on the uh, uh, contact us form you know we're happy to offer advice and sort of point people in the right direction if they have a, uh, a question or meet a trusted resource so um, yeah uh, you know that's that's sort of our goal is to help people make sense of all the uh, choices that they have out there. Well, and I know, Josh, you know, when we're together at Genius Network, uh, 
Joe's uh, group, you know, there are a lot of people seeking you out, and that's one of the reasons why I'm working with you too, is that you're just, you know, you've got all this experience and knowledge. Let me, you know, uh, kind of do the key takeaways here sure. that uh, really came out for me. And, you know, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, the, the, the one thing, you know, it's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. I got to just yeah. say, this is so phenomenal. You want to look and get really clear who your ideal clients are. And then we want to get that shelf space. I mean, we want to kind of own that shelf space and be in there uh, so that we can really start these conversations that we're looking to have. And, and a part of that shelf space, I think, and you think is, you know, having that credibility, those resources, and Wikipedia is a really good one, but don't think it's one and done type. This is, you know, constant and that monitoring is so important. And then, you know, when we talked about some of the, the real big lessons, you know, number one was analytics. And I, I just, you know, the amount of data you get, I mean, this is why it's so important to get really clear ahead of time what it is you're looking to do and, you know, at each step of the way, you can go through the marketing sales funnel and and really see the statistics. And it's and it's pretty amazing. And we have for different uh, every week we're getting together with our team and, uh, you know, global headquarters. Everybody knows is my pool house. I don't have an employees, but I've got about 50 people working with me on different project bases. And we get together weekly, you know, the different teams, and we're going over all the analytics. And, and you said, uh, Josh, that it fostered uh, really, you know, working together team and a team and collaborative because uh, it's no longer, I, you know, I write the checks, I'm CEO, it's my business. But, uh, you know, I don't get to call all the shots because, and nor do you want to, because it's, the market tells you and you let people test and you can give them just a little bit of money. And boy, huge. Retargeting, retargeting, retargeting. This is something that most of us as entrepreneurs aren't yet using. It's one of the least costly ways of getting your message out to people that have already shown interest in you. and. And you can, you know, working with the right people, they can help you with that. And, and then never forget, as Josh was saying, the email campaign, you know, bringing people in, you know, providing them enough value so that they want to trust you with their email address and then putting the right campaign together, remembering, you know, the volume of emails that we all got. I mean, I get over, even with great filters, I get over 500 emails a day now. So you really got to be thoughtful on how you're going to make it work. Josh, this has been phenomenal. Uh, you know, at our website, I'm pointing to uh, AESNation.com. You can go, you can get the show notes, you can get the link to Josh's website. You can set up the complimentary media. I encourage if you're not doing these or you need to raise your game, Josh is a great resource there. And, um, you know, not only are your current clients counting on you, but all those future clients are counting on you. Don't let them down. Take action. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.